Blog Talk Radio. All right, we are ready to record with Janice Malone. Please go ahead. Well, hello, Karen. How are you this afternoon? Hi, Janice. I'm well. How are you? I'm very good. I have been anxious to talk to you for a minute or so. Uh, I love your book. The Wine Bible 3rd Edition is out just in time for the holiday season. And so, gosh, there's so much to unpack with such a short amount of time here. Okay. I understand that you have some new chapters about uh, wine information from Great Britain, Croatia, and Israel. Give us a little summary of of what can we expect from those countries as far as your your current book. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, the Wine Bible covers in depth all the the European grapes that we know and love, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Germany, uh, plus North and South America. But there are what I call new old wine regions, places like Croatia and Slovenia that made wine um, many, uh, uh, several centuries ago as when they were part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. We haven't heard a lot about them during their decades under communism. Uh, but as those countries um, are sort of reborn, the wine industry is in them, are being reborn as well. And so you can be uh, assured that some really special wines are starting to come out from those countries. Israel, of course, is one of the the great ancient wine regions, along with Georgia, which also has a chapter in the Wine Bible. These are places where uh, that were among the early domestication sites for grape vines and some of the earliest places where wine was made. And then there are brand new places like uh, southern England. You know, even 20 years ago, if someone said that uh, about an hour's drive south of London, there would be one at some point, this great wine region, everybody in the wine industry would have said never in a million years. But uh, here's one region um, that has become uh, fantastic, especially for sparkling wine, largely as a result of climate change, which uh, has hurt many regions, but in a couple, it's been um, to that region's advantage, and southern England is one of those places. This is a very fascinating chapter that you have also, um, Wine in the Ancient World. So give us a summary about that. Yeah, you know, wine is a very ancient beverage. Um, It goes back 9,000 years. Um, The earliest evidence we have of wine is in China, interestingly enough, not in Europe. Um, But about 7,000 years ago, we see evidence of it in Georgia. And from Georgia, it spreads to Armenia and Azerbaijan. This whole area, by the way, the... Transcaucasus is is also the area where Noah's Ark is said to have run aground and where Noah planted the first vineyard in the biblical story. So it's very interesting that that biblical story is borne out by um, by actual anthropological um, evidence. 
it was a fun uh, chapter to write because um, it's hard to, to, you know, you have to sort of talk archaeology talk to, um, to talk to most archaeologists. But, um, of course, I think I try and tell the story in plain English of who must have been, who were the first winemakers, where they were, and how we know that they made wine. And the first winemakers, by the way, were probably women. Um, every anthropologist and archaeobotanist believes that the first actual winemakers were women because women were um, hunter-gatherers, uh, especially gatherers, uh, more than hunters. And so they logically would have been the people who would have come upon ripe grapes that had fallen off the vine and split open and begun to ferment. And they might have collected those grapes, put it in some kind of a container, a, a jar, probably a Neolithic jar, that period when pottery was first invented. And by the time they got home, that um, that mass of grapes would have begun to ferment. Um, so it was a great gift to um, to our ancestors, ancestors to not only have these um, these grapes, but also upon drinking them, discover that, wow, it was a little mind-altering at the same time. It made people feel good and feel happy. Well, I am totally happy to hear that anthropologists are in agreement that us ladies probably <laughs> helped to get this started. That makes sense to me. Um, but your book, I tell you, Karen, your book is so thorough. You, you even have information about choosing uh, glassware, the best way to store wine, and even 10 questions uh, that all wine drinkers need to ask, and just so much so much more. So here we are in the holiday season. What are at least two very popular wines for North America for the holiday season as we wrap up this year? You know, I uh, when you have a, a holiday foods, usually holiday foods are very varied. On the one hand, you might have, if we think about Thanksgiving, for example, you might have something tart like cranberry sauce, um, but then you have something sweet like sweet potatoes, and then something that's very earthy like stuffing and gravy. And one wine that I think really traverses all those flavors very well and brings out those flavors very well is Pinot Noir. I, I love uh, the Pinot Noirs from the coast of California, especially the Sonoma Coast is uh, just makes fabulous Pinot Noir, as does the Willamette Valley of Oregon, fantastic Pinot Noirs now. And um, you can't have the holidays without some bubbles. So I, I love California sparkling wine. I'm a big fan of champagne. I think many people think of champagne as only a celebratory wine and an expensive wine. But actually, champagne is uh, relative to other wines uh, it's not particularly expensive. It works out to maybe $8 a glass or so if you buy an affordable uh, champagne. So um, to me, the holidays would, would not be complete without those two wines. And then for a white wine, I always want a great white wine in there. I'm a big fan of fresh and lively Sauvignon Blanc. 
um, Sauvignon Blanc often has a, an herbal kind of botanical quality to it. And that makes food taste great in the same way that herbs make most dishes taste great. And finally, what are some wines that wine connoisseurs could or should be on the lookout for that are going to be future superstars uh, or stars for 2023? You know, Janice, it, it, I don't think it works exactly that way. One of the things that I love about wine is that it's not a trend. And viticulture isn't uh, trendy because a grapevine has to grow for four years before you can um, have enough grapes to actually have a commercial crop that you can make into wine. And then you have to make the wine and age the wine. It's usually six years or more before you have um, a wine that you can even put on the market. And so, um, you know, winemakers and viticulturalists don't, don't think about fashion and trends because they move according to the, t- the times of seasons and nature. Um, so uh, I don't know that there's going to be anything in 2023 that isn't here already in 2022, except, uh, of course, the new vintages. But um, I think the fact that wine is not trendy is one of the things that makes it so beautiful. It takes us back centuries to another time and to a, a, another pace, the pace of nature. And that's really important in our kind of crazy, hurried digital world. Oh, yes. We are too much in a hurry. Just like I, I know I only have like 60 seconds. I, I just wish I had five more minutes with you. You, you mentioned about uh, – wine uh, vineyards and growth and how uh, you talk about that extensively in the book. Um, out, of, out of all of the different countries, what are some unique ways that one or two countries, how they grow their vineyards that are that's very unique? Hmm. Uh, a lot of the oldest vineyards in the world are in Australia and California and South Africa. You wouldn't think that that would be the case, but these were uh, countries where wine was brought from Europe, and um, because wine was brought, wines were brought to those countries early on by immigrants who largely did not have uh, very much money, um, they simply grew the vineyards like bushes. They just, they just took branches and put them in the ground. And um, so these, in Australia, they're called bush vines. In California, they're called head pruned. Um, And in South Africa, I think they're called goblet, like a goblet, um, which is the term that the French use for such vines. Um, But these old vines that are old and gnarly are, um, are striking to look at, especially in the winter when there are no leaves and so you just see these protruding dark arms coming out of the ground. Um, Spain also and Portugal have old vines like this. And wherever they are all over the world, old vines that grow without trellising systems are really revered 
because uh, because they are old. Some of those um, vineyards go back to the 1850s, and that vine is still living and still giving grapes every single year. Quite miraculous. Quite fascinating to uh, look. Sounds like it could be the makings of a great uh, serious horror movie as well, <laughs> the scenery. But anyway, the book again is the Wine Bible 3rd Edition. Karen McNeil, I always love your books. So I look forward to chatting with you next year at the next edition of the Wine Bible. Thank you so much. Janice, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.